Welcome in, Campo and Joe. We haven't seen you in a little while, but we're ready to fire it back up. Campo and Joe, we dedicate everything we do on our podcast to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Some NFL talk every once in a while. We work a little college football in, but it's just good to be back, Coach, isn't it? It is. And we throw a little cowboy ball in there yeah, a little he bit. He, he works a little Dallas I have to. I while. have to throw a little bit in, but good to see you. Yeah, absolutely. I'm happy to be back uh, going. Joe C. from XL Primetime, noon to three, weekdays, Monday through Friday on 1010XL. Coach Campo, former Super Bowl winning coach, head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. And he's got all sorts of expertise because he coached on a playoff football team right here in Duval back in the mid-2000s. It's been a while since they've been a playoff caliber football team. But we're going to try and get him back there. Yeah, and uh, I think they've uh, definitely made some strides towards that this year. I. You know, we're going to talk about yeah. some things, but I, I I love Doug Peterson. I like the way he operates, and I think just the, the coaching staff he's put together, just listening to him teach, uh, you know, that's that's the key. I, you know, we, you love the head coach, but those assistant coaches are the guys mm-hmm. that do the grunt work, and, and I like this group of guys, and uh, I think they've improved position-wise mm-hmm. in, in a bunch of areas. I love it. All right, so let's get into it. And so what we'll do with Campo and Joe – We'll start to crank back up some of the training camp preseason thoughts, and we'll get into the regular season, and we'll start to break down games. Uh, but we love for you guys to like, interact, however you would like to reach out to us. Absolutely do it on Twitter. Do it during our Facebook Live, whatever it might be. All right, so, Coach, let's just start out. Um, first couple of days of training camp, we have not seen a whole heck of a lot. But I want you to start out with just like some 30,000 feet from above what you think what you've seen so far of this football team and how you think it can come together? Well, first of all, I love the organization. I think what they've done, and uh, you know, obviously for those that don't know, they've moved training camp over to Episcopal mm-hmm. High School because the fields are being worked on, the practice fields, new facility. Uh, and there's a lot of logistics involved in that. And I think Doug has done a great job and, mm-hmm. and the organization. The fields are immaculate. They so, are. you know, they did a f- great job of, of uh, the grounds crews working mm-hmm. on that. So that sticks out right away. Yeah. And the way they're going about practice, the way they're going from from group to group and mm-hmm. how they put it together, I'm really impressed with that. A lot of individual, which mm-hmm. is, you know, where you're working on fundamentals and stuff. And I think that that's uh, a good thing. Now, when when you think about a guy that wants to come in, and put his blueprint, his mark, however you want to describe it, on a football team. And we probably have gone over this before, but for those that are just tuning in and thinking about this is the first time you're going to start really looking at this football team, what's the number one thing you think Peterson wanted to do to put his thumbprint on this football team? Well, I think it was a lot of it was gain the trust mm-hmm. of the players. And, you know, you, you could see it the way he talks to guys, you know, mm-hmm. I. Now that I've got my hearing aids, I can hear him. I can hear him talking a little bit about yeah. when he talks to players. Uh, and at the end of OTAs, where he did give them two or three days mm-hmm. uh, to rest up and get ready for the season to start in the right. training camp, you know, building the trust off of what's going on here in the last four or five years that I've been around, mm-hmm. you know, is is really paramount. And I yeah. think he's done a good job with that. Uh, and and I think. Just putting together a group mm-hmm. that I think will, from looking at them, will find the best position for guys and, you know, what they need to do to be successful. And I think that's what shows up. All right. So this entire offseason, we've taken a look at 
what they did in free agency, what they've done in the draft. They've upgraded in a lot of areas. There are guys that are going to come in and start right away. So you said something on XL Primetime, which I do think is worth repeating, that every position, and, and some of them are coming back as returning starters, but they have more experience. You think every position has been improved? Absolutely. Uh, we can go through each one, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, I don't think there's any question when you look at this football team, Trevor Lawrence, who's going to be you know, the keystone to all mm-hmm. of this, uh, second year, you watch him work, mm-hmm. much more comfortable, uh, getting the ball out quicker, uh, all those kind of things, there's going to be improvement there. So mm-hmm. the quarterback position has improved right mm-hmm. from the get-go. Then what they've done is I think they've improved the defense, which, which we'll talk about individually, mm-hmm. but offensively, they have given him the tools to get better. Now, I'm not going to say they've given him the tools to be in the Super Bowl next year. I'm right. saying that the improvement has to be made before eventually you start getting better free agents mm-hmm. and you get you get uh you know you you can add to the draft picks, those kind of things. But you have to start somewhere. And this team, as bad as they've been, mm-hmm. is starting from scratch, in my opinion. And and that's where you're gonna see the improvement this year. Yeah, at a minimum, they've got four or five new starters on the offensive side. So let's just stay there for a second because you've got Brandon Sheriff, a brand new guard who has been a Pro Bowl All-Pro performer. You've got, and we're going to get to the, to the center, a, a rookie that has the potential to, to start there. But let's just set him aside for a second. You've spent money on Zay Jones. You spent a lot of money on Christian Kirk. Evan Ingram you bring in. And you've got Travis Etienne, who you might just go ahead and call a rookie again because he wasn't healthy a year ago. They lost him for the year. That's five guys, Coach. That's half of your offense almost that could that should be able to come in and, and improve play. Yeah, and and when you add to that, another year for Chenault. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. does he – he looks like he's moving better. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, the second year with Trevor, yeah. the, the, the additions that they've brought in – give them a chance to to have Trevor be successful, and I think that's the key. Now, you mentioned assistant coaches when we first started. Doug Peterson assembled the staff. He brings in Mike Caldwell from Tampa. He brings in Press Taylor, and he brings in Mike McCoy. You and I at training camp were talking to Rick Spielman, former general manager of the Minnesota Vikings most recently, with the Dolphins for a long time. Anyway, he's been around the NFL as an executive for a long time. He said something very interesting just as far as the uptick in the guys around Trevor. He mentioned McCoy, Press, and Peterson. That's a trio of some pretty good offensive knowledge that can help Trevor. Well, the thing about McCoy, as I've known McCoy for a long time, you know, he's a he's a perfectionist as far as the development. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily the X's and O's. I think Press Taylor is going to be very good. Mm-hmm. I think Joe Bob Cooter is yeah. uh, Jim Bob. Jim Cooter, Bob uh, is those guys that are involved in the the schematic of things. Mm-hmm. But just having McCoy there, you know, you have an ex head coach that's mm-hmm. been yeah. through and done great things as an assistant. They've they've got the right guys around him, and then Coach Peterson can. You know, from experience, yeah. not only as a coach but as a player in the league, he can be that that sounding board at mm-hmm. the at the top. Yeah, and and just based on what you've seen in the short amount of time, and we'll be out for more camp practices. But based on what you've seen, is he more 
Doug Peterson, is he more of an organizer at the top or is he more hands-on based on what you've seen so far? I think he's more of an organizer mm-hmm. with the ability to be hands-on. Okay. You know, what I see is he lets his coaches coach, mm-hmm. but at the same time, uh, Trevor has said it in, in, the, in the press conference right. that, you know, he's one of those guys that can look at something and then, you know, he can pull them aside for a second mm-hmm. and say, hey, look, you know, this is what I see. Right. This is what you need to do. But right. he's letting McCoy and mm-hmm. press and the guys that are doing it do the coaching, and that's the way it should be. But his experience level mm-hmm. as a player and a coach allows him to be a mentor. Yeah. You know, so to me, I would say he's an organizer right. and a mentor. Yeah. And then his coaches are, are the guys that are doing the X's and O's. The X's and O's and the yeah. grunt work of coaching. Now, one other thing that that Coach threw at us, and I loved it when he said it, and I want you to say it again. Doug Peterson comes from a West Coast offense. He's a disciple of Andy Reid. We've argued all off season about whether or not Christian Kirk is going to be a, a bona fide guy that can create a lot of offense on the receiving end of Trevor Lawrence footballs. You drew a comparison. That fired me up. I want to see if you can fire them up too. Well, you're talking about uh, Mr. Mr. Hill. Yeah, the, you know a guy like Christian Kirk in the West Coast offense. All the quarterback has to do when you have a guy like that, and it's like uh, Tyreek Hill mm-hmm. with the Dolphins, which will make the Dolphins better this year. Yeah. Two are better, in my opinion, as yeah. well. But the key is don't turn the ball over. Mm-hmm. And get the ball to the playmakers and let them do what they are paid to do. Yeah. And obviously, if you do that with a guy that's not very good, it doesn't help you. Right. But when you get a guy like Christian Kirk, that in my mind is, if if under certain circumstances at Arizona, he would have been over a thousand yard receiver, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But that guy, when he gets the ball in his hands, Chanel, when he gets the ball in his hands. Zay Jones, when he gets the ball in his hands, are guys that can make people miss. Etienne, with the ball in his oh, hands, yeah. can make people miss. That's what makes you better because that's why I say they don't necessarily have a Jamar Chase, or, or what you would call a, mm-hmm. and 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 I use this term loosely when you say number one, right? Because you could have two twos mm-hmm. combined could be a one. Yeah, still you make. Know, it, yeah. That's how I look at it. Right, and and so. Uh, with having guys that kind of a mentality, the West Coast offense is built for that. Get the ball out quick, mm-hmm. get it to your playmakers, and and let it go. I thought it was kind of a hodgepodge last year. Oh, it, it totally was. And this year, I think there's a definite scheme, a definite West Coast flair, mm-hmm. uh, a little bit of the unusual, uh, you know, uh, receiver running a, a, a wide sweep. Mm-hmm. You know, those kind of things are going to be very big in this offense. Yeah, I don't think we're supposed to give away too much as far as what they what we see playbook-wise at training camp, but we are seeing jet sweeps. We are seeing a lot of these, and I call them, uh, you know, like basically open space plays where you make a quick decision if you're the quarterback to get the ball out in a hurry. What does it do? Your line play looks a hell of a lot better when you get the ball out quicker. There is time for you to get the ball delivered on time and accurately, and then you let the receiver, the skill guy, whomever it might be, you could throw the running backs and, heck, Evan Ingram into this conversation, 
any of those guys. Put the ball in their hand, let them turn upfield. That is the West Coast offense, isn't Abs- it? Absolutely. And and the one thing that Trevor has made a great improvement with, in my mind, starting, he struggled with it early mm-hmm. last year. He got better as the year went on. The ability to step up in the pocket mm-hmm. and and get the ball off. You know, and that helps the offensive line. Yeah. Uh, and watching them work on on their individual work the mm-hmm. last two days, that's what they're working on. Mm-hmm. You know, they snap the ball to him. He starts to set up. Here comes one of the coaches. Step up and in. Yep. Throw it. Yeah. You know, and so they're going to do the things, I think, that give him a chance, number one, to get the ball out early. Mm-hmm. Number two, when they do have to go down the field with the ball, I think Trevor's improvement mm-hmm. and Confidence in the receivers, a lot is that, knowing that the guy's going to be where you throw the ball because yeah. you don't throw to the guy. Right. You throw to a spot, and the guy's supposed to be there. Yeah. And that's that's what I see a little bit better this year. Now, one thing that frustrated you and many others, I'm, I'm in this camp as well, is guys didn't separate last year. They could not get open for any length of time. Secondaries kind of swallowed them up. How much better? Now, again, very early right now. How much better do you think they'll be in that particular part of the game? Well, just the addition of Kirk mm-hmm. helps that because yeah. he can separate. Zay Jones looks like he can separate. Uh, I would say that they still don't have what I would call a burner mm-hmm. right. you know, for the deep ball. But they have guys that can get away. Uh, Ingram, mm-hmm. one of the best I've seen at putting his foot in the ground and changing direction for mm-hmm. some of the short stuff. Right. That's Kirk's strength. Uh, that's Etienne's strength when mm-hmm. he puts his foot on the ground and accelerates. Yeah. Those are the guys that they're going to, the West Coast gives some of the underneath guys a chance to really make some plays mm-hmm. and run after catch. So that would right. be a plus. So let's, let's just spend just a hot second on the running game because we really don't have a James Robinson 100% healthy. We do have Travis Etienne. We just haven't necessarily seen him showcase just yet. Pads haven't come on, all that kind of stuff. But how about that being a nice, improved area on this football team? Well, improving the offensive line helps in that. True. You know, uh, Scherf, the addition of him, and mm-hmm. they are a big offensive line, and so they should be able They're a zone-blocking scheme. Mm-hmm. Uh, the backs all have pretty good vision. James was a perfect oh, yeah. uh, zone runner. Mm-hmm. You know, he could put his foot in the ground and accelerate. People think that Etienne is a, a perimeter guy, but he really isn't. I mean, he's in a zone scheme. He can put his foot in the ground and accelerate, and that's where he, the addition of him, hopefully uh, Snoop Connors like can him. bring something to the table because yeah. he is a physical zone-type runner. Yeah. So, uh, so Etienne is less than 220 pounds. Yeah, but uh, he's still, he's put he together. can still go inside. Yeah, I he, mean, if it was going to be a power sweep, mm-hmm. that's not Etienne. Yeah. But if it's a stretch zone, okay. put your foot in the ground when you see an opening and sure. hit it, yeah. that's him. Okay. I and like that's that. why he can be a yeah. an inside to tackle runner because mm-hmm. it's not conventional inside. Right. It's stretch and accelerate. Yeah. And that's what he does. He, he's cat quick. And Snoop Connor, who's a draft pick that came late in the in the draft, he's compact, strong, stout, gets low. I like him. Too. Yeah, and I think he's a, he's he and uh, James Robinson mm-hmm. are very similar. Mm-hmm. I think Armstead and and Etienne are mm-hmm. more similar. Right, they're they're guys that can put the foot in the ground, and accelerate. Mm-hmm. The other guys are look to me to be physical, 
uh, good vision, mm -hmm. you know, which is 90% of that is vision. Right. Once you see the opening, then it's acceleration and mm -hmm. take it. And James Robinson, the one thing he could do, he was a good zone runner, yeah. but he wasn't going to break the big one. No, no. But he was Emmett Smith, three yards, mm -hmm. four yards, 10 yards, four yards. Mm -hmm. Don't lose any ground. You don't hear right. any minus threes, minus ones. It was all upfield, and that's the. I think the combination of all those guys are going to make the backfield pretty see decent. J. Rob still trying to come back from the Achilles. We don't know uh, how long it's going to take him. We also don't know when you're talking about an Achilles that that initial push off, yeah. that avoiding contact, being able to quick cut and absorb a hit and still accelerate. We don't know about his overall health when it comes to that. Well, I saw something today that'll kind of put your mind at ease mm -hmm. a little bit. Mm -hmm. And that's, they were working on a, a blitz pickup. Right. Okay. And he was out there. He was in the helmet and, mm -hmm. and, and working in the drill. And they had a big uh, hanging bag, mm -hmm. you know, like a, a physical, like a boxing uh, right. deal. And, and they would swing it at them and they would step up and strike. Mm -hmm. okay. Well, that strike is push off you on the legs. Have, yeah. That's where it comes from. Yeah. And Bernie Parmalee, the coach, wasn't taking injury for an answer. Mm -hmm. You know, you came up and they those guys had to come up and stick and stop the guy. Right. With explosion. Mm -hmm. Look Robinson had no problem okay. with it. Okay. I like hearing now, that. Now, you like know, again, that. maybe cutting and some of that stuff is still right. to come. But as far as the initial explosion part of it, yeah. it, it, he didn't have a problem with it. And, and I'm rooting for him big time. He wasn't the fastest cat either. He was 4'6", right. and so right. th those are the things that, that you worry the, about That may be, you know, yeah. you just don't know how much the speed factor changes yeah. with that. All right, let's kick it over to the defensive side. And again, we'll keep doing this weekly, and we'll try and zero in on where we think uh, some of the, the highlights are. But defensively, let's start along the defensive front. This is going to be a 3-4. They're going to have to get some... I would think some things settled inside interiorly, but let's start with that defensive line and what you what, what you seen and what you like. Well, the first thing is that the great thing about the three four in my mind is you don't have to find four big defensive linemen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You only have to find three. Mm -hmm. You know, and when you have big outside linebackers, which they have now in Walker and right. and Allen, you can push the front down. Into a four-three, okay. Because the end guy on the line of scrimmage is the end, uh, and if you've got a big enough guy in a stand-up position, he's like the defensive end in a four-three, right? So they can run the three-four and the four-three front. What they have done, though, is they've gotten some big guys up front now that, that have some athletic ability. Well, you figure between Foley Fatukasi, right? I think I said that right from East Rockaway up in Queens. You got Foley and you've got Devon Hamilton, and then you have Mal Malcolm Brown, who can, depending on down and distance, he's either on the nose or he could be just a little bit off. All three of those guys should have an impact, right? Absolutely. And then you, of course, you add to that uh, Harris. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, well, Robertson Harris is the uh, five technique right. and on the tackle uh, could can kick down to the guard. And that's what I'm talking about when you kick the front down mm -hmm. on one side or the other to give a four three look. Right. Uh, they have, with only three linemen, they will have a rotation of maybe four or five defensive linemen that can play those three positions. Yeah. And that's, especially in the heat of Jacksonville, mm -hmm. 
you know, you need that rotation, and I think that they've improved there with the guys that they've got. And coach, there. you know as well as I do, and I'm just looking at the depth chart right now. They have not had a whole lot of depth when it comes to the depth chart. Correct. <laughs> I mean, that's just as simple as it gets. You're, you're, the, if you have that first wave, and they didn't even have the benefit of running six or seven guys in on that three man rotation. Right. Correct. And so all that's got to got to be improved. All right. So the linebacking core. If, if this unit up front is improved, what happens? There? I love the linebackers. Yeah. They've made the most improvement there in my mind because, you know, you count the two outside linebackers, mm-hmm. Allen and Walker, mm-hmm. both outstanding athletes that can run. The inside linebackers, the addition of Aluakon, mm-hmm. Lloyd, and, and uh, Muma, mm-hmm. they've got linebackers that can run. And in this day and age where the field is spread – Right, the linebacker position, you've got to have guys that can run, and and they have improved that area. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miles Jack was kind of at the end. Wilson was just a plugger. Mm-hmm. He wasn't a guy that could go to the perimeter. These guys can go to the perimeter, and the fastest way to win a ball game is to be able to run the ball on the perimeter. Yeah, you know. They got a lot of got teams have big guys up front that can you can't run inside, mm-hmm. but when when they can't run to the perimeter, right? That's you're, the home run place. Yeah, you're cooked. That's right? the home run place, yeah. and they've improved that aspect of the group so where they saying, can all run. So you're saying they can be physical inside at the point of attack, and then they can run and they can catch, and they can exact, stop anything from getting around the corner. Exactly right, because you, what you're doing is protecting the linebackers, right? The front's protecting the linebackers. Mm-hmm. They're 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 holding their own and and force double teams and let the linebackers run. It's funny. I I I may occasionally go to a watering hole. I think Chief knows that. I think you know that. <laughs> and and so I'll explain to somebody. I'm like Coach Campo says it best. And it, it took me a while to figure this out. If you have a linebacker and he's covered up, in the beginning I thought that was a bad thing, and then I realized that was a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. Because if he's covered up, meaning that guy's going to be responsible for that offensive lineman, this guy can run like the wind. That's it. And you force the team to go to the perimeter. Mm-hmm. Force them to go to perimeter, go play them. Yeah. Go get them. Yeah. And, and I think this group, there's a real, and Aluakon led the league in tackles. Mm-hmm. You know, I watched him enough. They weren't 10 yards down the field. They were on the line of scrimmage. Okay. That's good. On the perimeter. Right, yeah. Because they kept them all covered up. And that's when when I talk about there are three, four, mm-hmm. but they can get into the four, three alignments, which cover up the inside people mm-hmm. and give the linebackers the protection to be able to run and, mm-hmm. and hit. I love that. All right, so let's finish up, at least for this first go-around of, of eval, uh, the secondary. Uh, hit the safeties first, because uh, I, I like what I see from, from Dre Sisko. I, I think he's a thumper. I think he was on top of one play. It was a high pass to Chris Manhurts, and if it was in live action, yeah, Cisco would have blown him up. Yeah, it would have been a blow up. Yeah, yeah, and so I like what I see from the sa- from him. What about the safeties? Well, I think he's a, a real key because mm-hmm. I think, you know, uh, Campbell's going to be better this year at corner. Mm-hmm. I think the addition of uh, the kid from uh, – L.A. Yeah, yeah, Darius Williams. Darius yeah. Williams. I think he improves, which I think he's going to play the nickel position. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I think uh, Griffin is a is a good corner, mm-hmm. but has to play outside. It has to be outside. Yeah. 
So I think those guys are going to be okay. And I think they have to mix man and zone with those guys, which they will do. They're, they're not just a straight, pure man team. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, Caldwell's a, a, pre- a pressure guy, but more of a zone pressure guy. Mm-hmm. So those guys are solid. What they don't have and didn't have was what you would call a ball hawk play- playing guy. Yeah. A guy that can intercept the ball because yeah. that's going to be a key. Don't, you know, get the ball to the offense. Let them operate. Mm-hmm. The one thing about Cisco is he is a uh, instinctive player. Yeah, he seems to be. If he knows what he's doing and he's been out there for two days of the starting group, yeah. which doesn't mean anything yet, but it does in mm-hmm. some ways, they put him out there. They're giving him oh, an yeah. opportunity to do it. Yeah, uh, He is a key in my mind because they need to turn the ball over more and he's the type of guy that can do that. Yeah. If you look at their stats, just how poor they were on getting teams off the field on third down, and then add to that how poor they were on not turning the ball, forcing turnovers, and right. giving the ball back to the offense. I mean, it, that just add that's bad plus bad equals worse. Yeah. It starts with those guys off the edge and, and some inside pass rushers, force the ball up in the air, mm-hmm. let guys go get it. Yeah. Cisco's that type of a player. I think Griffin's that type of a player. Uh, Campbell can run, go mm-hmm. get the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, it all it all comes together. But in my mind, I think that the the key to the whole thing in the secondary is going to be they need to turn the ball over mm-hmm. more, mm-hmm. and they need to turn it over in good position. Yeah, I, I forget who said it. Uh, somebody said it today at the practice. The numbers of times oh, it was Gene Frenette. Yeah. Uh, sports ride mm-hmm, for the for the TU. Yeah, he he made the comment that there were only like seven times that they turned the ball over to the offense in the positive side yes. of the field. Yeah, yeah, that's a ugly stat. Now yeah, it really is. They didn't work with a short field hardly at all. Yeah, and to me, that's one of the keys to the whole thing yeah. because you know even the good offenses have a problem. The percentages of going from you're backed up ten mm-hmm. to a touchdown. Yeah. Are minuscule. Yeah, you get out to the thirty. Right, they're a little better, but they're not very good. But once you cross the fifty, yeah, you're going to oh, yeah. score some points and, most and, of the time. And not only did they not get the ball in plus territory very often, they didn't handle their kickoffs very well, and they gave the other team that thirty yard line to start on. Yeah, so it's not it's going those. But first of all, the stat that is the most important of all of them is turnover ratio. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't turn the ball over mm-hmm. and you turn the ball over, mm-hmm. yeah. you got a great chance to win the football yeah, yeah. game. They and so I think plus. as many playmakers and speed that you can right. get on the field, the better chance you got of causing a fumble, uh, you know, uh, intercepting the ball, those kind of things are really important. I love it, Coach. We're off and running. There we go. It's ball season. All right, so we'll be back next week. Campo and Joe, thanks for tuning in. we got plenty more coming your way. Always appreciate your perspective, Coach. Thank you. Enjoy being here. He looks good with that 1010 XL shirt on right there. Right. All right, Chief, take us away. Uh, Joe C., Dave Campo, thanks for hanging out with us.